Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. You know, uh, Robin Williams did a movie, I think it was Good Morning Vietnam, and he had a radio station. That was the first thing he would say, Good morning, Vietnam. You know, so it is so good to see everybody here this morning, and it's good to be here. We would like to welcome everyone as you come in. I would like for everyone to turn to the camera and wave to those on Facebook Live. Glad you are here. Don't be like me sometimes, still trying to cook breakfast while you're watching this. <laughs> Sit down and enjoy the service this morning. Our scripture this morning is coming from Psalm 95. I'm reading from the NIV. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. I read verses one through seven. Let us go in prayer. Father God, Holy Spirit, rain on us. Rain on us this morning, Lord God. Fill us with your power. Saturate us with your love. We can't do anything without you, Father God, and we need you this morning. Thank you for bringing those that are here to the corporate service this morning, Father God. I, we know it looks different, but when two or three are gathered together in your name, Father God, you're there, and you were with us when we came through the door. I just ask right now, Lord God, that you fill us, not for show, but for spirit and truth, because you are the almighty and powerful God. And everything that we need, Lord God, comes from you. We're not asking for anything this morning, Father God, other than fill us with your spirit. We're not asking for material things, Father God. Those that have health issues, you've already taken care of it and they just don't know it. So, Father God, mm, fill us. Fill us so that we can go out, Father God, and, and do your work. We don't want dry bones, Lord God. We want to be 
living. We want to be life for you. And we thank you. And in Jesus' name, we offer these prayers up to you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, if you woke up this morning, come on, clap your hands. If he's made ways out of no way, you ought to clap your hands. If he's continued to protect you, you ought to clap your hands. Come on, come on, open up your mouth and tell the Lord, thank you. Whatever you have to tell him, open up your mouth, lift up your hands. Tell him you're holy, you're righteous, you're mighty. Focus your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ. All things, we left them out there. Right now, we're here to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful he is, how marvelous he is, how mighty he is, how awesome he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise, God. We lift up your name. We exalt you today, God. You're holy, you're mighty, you're an awesome God. Come on, I shouldn't be the only one in here opening up my mouth. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a great God. Great is the Lord, and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you clap your hands one more time and just give God praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. We lift up your name. This. Great is the Lord, my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Through all my trials, tribulations, he will deliver the greatest one. He's God. Come on, everybody, let's sing it. Say great. Great is the Lord, my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Through all my trials, all my trials, tribulations, he will deliver the greatest one. He's God. Great is the Lord, our comforter. He has never failed me yet. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The greatest one, he's God. Come on, let's say, great is the Lord, Lord, our comforter. He has never failed us yet. yet. In all my days, I've never seen seen the righteous forsaken. The greatest one, he's God. Great is the Lord, our warrior. He has never lost one yet. The enemy comes like a flood, but he raises a standard. The greatest one, he's God. Come on, let's say it together. Say great is, great is the a warrior. warrior. He has never he lost has one. Never lost oh, one the enemy comes the like enemy a flood, like but he raises a Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Oh, and he's greatly to be praised. 
Amen. Say great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. We'll keep professing and proclaiming he's great. Yeah. Great is the Lord. Oh, 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 oh great is. Great He's done and saying, great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Such a mighty God we serve, say. Great is the Lord. Brought us out of darkness, say. Great is the Lord. Well, say, great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Come on, everybody, say, hey, he's just too good to just be good. Come on, say, he's just too good to just be good. Can we all say it together? Say, be just too good to just be good. Make ways out of the way. Be just too good to just be good. Continues to open doors. Say, just too good to just be good. Way make a miracle worker. Be just too good to just be good. Strong tower he is. Come on, say he's just too good. Say great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. His faithfulness is so great. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Come on, can we say it again? Say, He's just too good to just be good. Come on, if you believe it, let's say it together. He's just too good to just be good. Come on, shout it out today. He's just too good to just be good. Everything that he's done for us. He's just too good to just be good. Has been way too good. He's just too good to just be good. What he's done on Calvary. He's just too good to just be good. Was way too good. He's just too good to just be good. And got up with all power. It was way too good. When he woke me up this morning. And he started me in my right mind. It was way too good. Said he's way too good. When he provided for my family, hallelujah, said it was way too good, and he healed my body, and then he told me to run on, said he's way too good, said he's way too good, Come on, everybody, say he's just too good. Say it's just too good. When I think of his goodness, and all he's done, my soul cries out that he's 
you, Jesus. And I didn't deserve his grace. Woo! And I didn't deserve his love. Hey! Hallelujah! And I didn't deserve his forgiveness. Hey! This joy that I have said the world can't take it. And the world didn't give it. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Said the joy of the Lord is my strength. This world didn't give me this peace. Why? Because the Lord said, peace be still. In the midst of my storm. I said, the Lord said, peace be still. In the midst of my sorrow. Y'all, I said, the Lord said, peace be still. In the midst of my anguish. I said, the Lord said, peace be still. Come on. Everybody say, say, great is the Lord. 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 Now come on if he's great. Come on. Come on and give him praise. If he's been too good to you, whatever he's done for you, we're going to get out the way, but say one more time, he's just too good. As I go to my seat and I think about what he's done. All the times I could have went crazy. All of the times I could have gave up. His word has been good to me. Yes, Lord. I said his word has been just too good. He's holy and righteous. Yes, he is. His word said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging for bread. Hey, said he's just too good. Come on, one more time to shout it out. Say, great is the Lord. Great is Great is the Lord. Excellent is His name. Holy is His name. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Now come on and give Him praise wherever you are. Hallelujah. He's still great. Hallelujah. I said He's still great. Hallelujah. Come on, give our great God a great praise. You're still great. Can somebody in here just say one time, you're still great. You're still great. You're still great.
if you're breathing, why don't you give our great God some kind of praise? Great is the Lord. And he is greatly to be praised. You can have your seat. God bless you. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. We are grateful God has kept us through another week. And he has allowed us to see the start of a new one. We're grateful because he has provided for every single need in our lives. There's not one thing that we've needed that we've had to go without. And for that, we're just grateful, just grateful. Welcome to all those who are here in the building with us. And welcome to those who are worshiping with us virtually. We are glad that you have chosen to worship with us. We don't take that lightly. We're glad that you're here or we're glad that you're tuned in online. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually and we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible to happen. Uh, let me invite you, if you want to come into the sanctuary, you can. Uh, we are open and, uh, and we, are, we are still taking precautions. Uh, we are masked up, but we're here. Uh, we're six feet apart by household. But we're here, and we're grateful to be here. And if you choose, you can come uh, next week. You don't have to register ahead of time. It does make it easier if you do. Uh, you can get through the line a little quicker, but you don't have to register ahead of time. You just have to sign in when you get here so that we know everybody who was here. But we'd be glad to have you back in the sanctuary as we kind of get used to uh, and get back to... Uh, what we have known as far as in-person worship. Uh, there are a few recognitions, but I don't see a couple of those people yet. Um, let me ask, well, let me do this first then. If I use my pen, I can mark them off as I say them. Uh, Brother Cameron Barnes, uh, our organist, who has been wonderfully faithful uh, while we've been um, out, and the musicians, all of them have been uh, wonderfully faithful. We'll recognize them at a later time, but I do want to let you know that uh, since we, uh, in this year time, you know, it only takes nine months to have a baby, and uh, and Cameron and his wife, is your wife here? Just went out. Okay. Uh, oh, there she is back in the back. Cameron and his wife have a new little baby. And we want to say from the Mount Calvary family, congratulations. Um, would you keep uh, Miss Ozella Jordan and that entire family, would you keep them in your prayers? Uh, Veronica Owens passed. Um, her funeral is going to be uh, this week coming in Toledo. Uh, but would you please keep that family in your prayers? Also keep Deaconess uh, Evelyn Tucker in your prayers and her family, her sister in Atlanta passed. Uh, we don't have arrangements yet, but uh, please keep them in your prayers as well. Uh, also add to your prayer list, uh, Brother, Brother Burks, Deacon Burks, his sister Mildred White passed. Uh, she was funeralized this past week. Um, and, uh, and certainly uh, Angel Hamilton, one of our newer members, her son, uh, was shot um, either yesterday or Friday. Her son was shot 
Um, I understand that he had surgery this morning and that it went well, uh, but would you keep him in your prayers, please? His name is D'Angelo Champion. His name is D'Angelo Champion, and, uh, and keep Miss Angel in your prayers as well. Um, also, keep Ms. Rochelle in your prayers. Rochelle White, she is having surgery tomorrow. Um, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think, right? So all these prayer requests, nothing is too hard for our God. Nothing's too hard for our God. Hold on, my phone is buzzing, which means somebody's sending me something. Nope, all right. Good. Mark your calendar, would you? On the fourth Sunday in June, we are going to have worship in the parking lot. Uh, worship in the parking lot on the fourth Sunday in June. Um, drive in. You can bring your lawn chair if you want to. Get out of your car. Stay somewhere close to it. Uh, but we are going to have worship in the parking lot on the fourth Sunday in June, 1030 a.m. And then just a heads up, uh, graduates, we will recognize you in July. Um, I will give you more information coming. Kalila Forte, are you here this morning? How about Marisha Smith? Keith Tremell? Tanya Tremell? And LaDonna Turpin? All right. We do have a note of thanks from the family of Keith Holmes. On behalf of the man, the myth, the legend, we, the family of Keith Holmes, would like to express our deepest gratitude for the cards, gifts, thoughtful gestures in every way in our most difficult times. We are eternally grateful. Thank you all for your love and support. That's from Miss Sandra Holmes uh, and her family, the family of Keith Holmes, Brother Joe and Rita Martin, and that entire family. Um, we also have a card of thanks. Uh, O.M. Goodness, it says, just letting Mount Calvary Nation know how much I appreciate the gift given for all healthcare workers. I really loved all of my gifts, especially the personalized scripture cards. Thanks again. That's from Marsha Drummond. Good. I know you all were uh, trying to be so late that I, that you would miss my observations, but you didn't. <laughs> Parker Winston, stand up, please. Uh, Parker Winston, let me see. The Miami Valley School, this certifies that Parker Winston has completed the academic requirements for completion of the MVS Lower School and will go on to middle school next year. And she also received from her classmates who, uh, who voted for her the Certificate of Excellence awarded to Parker Winston for being voted the student that showed the most celebration in the classroom, signed Michelle Gaudet. Congratulations, Ms. Parker. Uh, Nate Winston, stand please. Nate is a rising junior at the Miami Valley School, and uh, I have his grades here sent in by a very proud parent. Chemistry A, 
strength and conditioning A plus, algebra two A minus, world literature A minus, Mandarin A, Ars Nova A plus, health A plus. That's right, all A's for young Nate Winston. Congratulations, sir. Good job. <laughs> what? Oh, where's his family? Somebody said. And Parker's too. Congrats to both of you. Good. A couple of our members are helping out around town at some other churches. I want you to be aware uh, and to keep them in your prayers. Uh, brother, brother Jonathan um, Meyer is serving at Calvary today, uh, helping them in the music ministry. And, uh, and Reverend Herman Jackson, he's been helping out at a couple of places at, uh, at Mount Carmel, um, teaching Sunday school and, uh, and preaching at Middle Run Baptist Church in Xenia. Uh, would you keep both of those preachers in your prayers as they minister uh, around the area in the name of Jesus? Good. We are going to Acts chapter 19. That's where we're going back to. Uh, the, the music ministry is going to come and lead us further in worship, and then we will head to Acts chapter 19.
feeling a little discouraged Just looking for some kind of sign To reassure you that he's not forgotten But remember your past Whenever you're asked He was right there Yes, he was
Hold on, old soldier. He's faithful in what he started. He'll finish. Just hold on. Let me, uh, there are a couple, there are two things that I didn't mention. Men and young men on this Thursday at 5.30, from 5.30 to 8, uh, and then on Saturday the 26th, from 7.30 to noon. Uh, we're going to clean up the church campus, bring your enthusiasm, your energy, your yard rake, your leaf blower, your weed eater. Light refreshments will be provided. Uh, you can see Deacon Sandifer or Deacon Harvey Wortham, all right? Uh, but please help us out this Thursday. Uh, Cassandra Ford's mom passed, Lily, not Lillian, that was her grandmother, Marion, Marion Selman uh, passed. The, the memorial service is going to be scheduled for a little later, uh, but please keep Miss Cassandra in your prayers. Would you do that? And her, uh, and her entire family. Acts 19, at verse 20. Miss Carla, you look a little wiser this week. <laughs> a little bit. Happy belated birthday to you. Yes, ma'am. Somebody said, uh, tell your age, but I'm not going to do that. And All right, yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, praise God. <laughs> Acts chapter 19. Verse 20, just one verse of scripture today. Here's what it says from the NIV. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Acts 19, verse 20. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. You may be seated. Last week we began looking at chapter 19 of Acts on our slow walk through this book. We saw last week some of Paul's characteristics as the Lord chose to work special miracles through him. We saw that there was so much power working in Paul that even his handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him the Lord was using those to heal people. The Bible says diseases departed and evil spirits went out of people. Would that the church of the living God would once again be connected to the Lord in such a way that he would choose to work special miracles through us. But as we continue in this study of the book of Acts, in our broader look at what it means to be the church of the living God, we zero in on verse 20 of this chapter. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. After all, this really ought to be the goal of the Lord's church, to spread the word of the Lord. I mean, the master himself told us, since he's got all the power, go 
and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I will be with you all the way. That should be what we're about. Not spreading our own name, spreading his word. Not spreading our reputation, spreading his word. Not spreading our influence or our fame, but spreading his word. It is, after all, the gospel that is the power of God that leads to salvation. It is, after all, his word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. It is, after all, his word that endures forever. It is his word that is right and true. It is his word that he said would not return to him void or empty, but would accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. By his word, the worlds were formed. As a matter of fact, Jesus is the word. You know what the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And if the church has a single priority, it is that the word of the Lord would be spread widely. But what brings us to verse 20? What brings us to the point where in this way, in what way, is the word of God spread Widely, So much has transpired in eight verses. Between verse 12, where we see Paul's apron and handkerchief being used to heal people and set people free, between verse 12 and verse 20, where we see the word of the Lord spreading, what happened? Let me just slow walk it, but I want to teach just for a little bit from the subject, the saints and the ain'ts. Apparently, after word spread about the special miracles that Paul did, the extraordinary miracles that the Lord performed through Paul, there were some people who thought maybe they would try to mix what they were already doing with what Paul was doing. The Bible says in verse 13 that there were some vagabond Jews, some wandering Jews, some Jews who went around with a circus act, if you will, great performers who were known for driving out evil spirits by their conjuring and formulas. And they, apparently they heard that there was a new formula, this name Jesus. And so they would say... In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. These, brothers and sisters, are the ain'ts. These are pretenders who would attempt to use Jesus' name, but really don't even know him. 
there is no indication that they are even believers in Christ. They are not in relationship with Christ. They are not in fellowship with Christ. They have not confessed Christ as Lord. They are pretenders. Y'all just let me slow walk through this because still today in 2021 there are some pretenders, some ain'ts who would just use the name of Christ who do not know him, are not in fellowship with him, are not in relationship with him, have not confessed him, but they use his name. They use his name for scholarships. They use his name to get uh, elected to public office. They use his name to get the backing of the church. They are pretenders. They are ain'ts. They have seen or heard about the power in his name, but like these people, the closest they can come to using that power is to invoke the name of Jesus. Jesus that somebody else preaches they have no power because they're not connected to the power source can I tell you something today there are no second hand connections oh friends there is so much power in the name of Jesus but if you don't know Jesus for yourself you do not have the authority to use that power. Somebody shout, you've got to know him for yourself. Real saints know Jesus for themselves. These pretenders, these ain'ts have never encountered Jesus. They have never met Jesus, so they can't preach Jesus but Paul. When he was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians, one day he met Jesus. Paul knows that Jesus will knock you down so he can pick you up and turn your life around. Paul knows that Jesus will take the chiefest of sinner and make him a saint. Paul knows Jesus for himself. And can I tell you something? I have a sneaking suspicion that there's some people in this sanctuary right now, some people on the other side of that screen right now, who knows for yourself that Jesus will knock you down so he can pick you up and turn your life around. Listen, it's nice that he was mama's Jesus. It's wonderful that he was grandmama's Jesus. Sir, it's great that he's your wife's Jesus. Children, it's wonderful that he's your parents' Jesus. But at some point, life itself has a way of bringing you to the point where he's not just mama's Jesus, he's got to become your Jesus. And let me just pause right here to say there is nothing better than knowing Jesus for yourself. Knowing Jesus will not keep you out of trouble, but I promise knowing Jesus will keep you in trouble. Knowing Jesus may not keep you out of the rain, but knowing Jesus will keep you in the rain. He is a very present help in 
Oh, I wish I could, I wish I could express it like I feel it, but words cannot express the joy of knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. You won't find any greater joy. You won't find any greater love. You won't find any real peace until you know Jesus for yourself. I'm glad I know him. Everybody's going to go through. Every human being is going to go through. But the difference is, those who know Jesus don't have to go through it by themselves. <laughs> there are a certain group of these ain'ts, a segment of these pretenders that Luke records here in this 19th chapter of Acts. He calls them the seven sons of Sceva. We're just walking through it. And I think it's worth noting, I think it's worth noting that the name Sceva, or it may not be a name, it may just be a word. And I say that because the word in the original text, it literally means mind reader. He's a chief of the priests, but he's dabbling in some questionable stuff. He's part of the circus act. He's a mind reader. Another one of the ain'ts, and he's breeding more like himself. That's a sermon in itself that I don't have time to get into today. Uh, his seven sons decide that they're going to try to use this name that Paul preaches. They decide they're going to try to use this formula for exorcism. This power that they're not connected to. This name that they don't really know or respect. And they go in with this demon-possessed man and they say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, we command you to come out. And on this particular day, the evil spirit responds. I know Jesus. And I know Paul. But who are you? I recognize Jesus. I know all about Paul. But who are you? I know about Jesus. I'm acquainted with Paul, but I don't know you. Isn't that something? Not only do real saints know Jesus for themselves, but apparently evil spirits recognize real saints. Church of the living God, does the enemy know us as a real threat? Do evil spirits know who we are? Or has the church become so weak and powerless that the enemy doesn't even need to bother about who we are? Bible says after the evil spirit speaks 
the man that has the evil spirits, the man that or spirit, the man in whom the evil spirit was residing, beat the seven sons of Sceva, took their clothes, and sent them out naked and wounded. Now let me just say this. I know that when most people teach this, they teach that the demon jumped on these guys that the evil spirit somehow beat these guys up took their clothes and sent them out naked but that's not what the text says the bible doesn't say that the demon did anything to these guys but the man who had the demon whipped these pretenders these ain'ts. He beat them, took their clothes, sent them out naked and wounded. And church, can I speak to us for just a moment? I just wonder, I'm just asking, I don't mean to cause any problems. Could it be that this man was so looking forward to being free? But when the seven sons of Sceva could not deliver what they promised, could it be that this man was so frustrated, so disappointed, so discouraged, so angry that he jumped these pretenders. I'm just saying that if we are not delivering what we promise, is it any wonder that people are so angry? If we say he's a healer, but nobody's getting healed, is it any wonder? If we say he's a deliverer, but people come bound, leave bound, is it any wonder? The Bible don't say the spirit beat him. The Bible said the man beat him. Let me say one more thing about Skeva's sons running out naked and wounded. I'm almost done. I know sometimes we stop right there when we're telling the story. And we warn people in the church not to play with the demonic. And that is a legitimate warning. That is a legitimate warning. But the story doesn't end there. And the lesson goes beyond just that warning. Because, again, the sons of Sceva don't represent the church. I'll say it again. The sons of Sceva don't represent anybody who knows Jesus for themselves. Because they are not believers in the first place. They are pretenders. They are ain'ts. But I told you I wanted to preach about the saints as well as the ain'ts. Because you have to keep reading to get to the part about the saints in this passage. Bible says in verse 17 that word spread about what had happened. It became known to the Jews and the Greeks there in Ephesus and as a result fear fell and the name of the Lord was magnified. Jesus' name was held in high honor. But here's where I want to get to today. Verse 18, many of those who believed, that's the saints, now came 
and openly confessed what they had done. We thought it ended at verse 17. Verse 19. A number that is of the people in verse 18, the believers, the saints. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together, their sorcery books, and burned them publicly. And when they calculated how much they had spent on all that foolishness, it came out to 50,000 drachma in modern day coinage, several million dollars. Did you catch that? Many of those who believed came and confessed. Now, it was one thing for the ants to be in the wrong. But according to verse 18, I'm not trying to mess with nobody's stuff, but according to verse 18, yes I am, there were some saints dabbling in some stuff that they didn't have any business in. And according to verse 19, there were some believers participating in some sorcery. King James says curious arts. And saints of the Most High, I am sorry to report that even to this day, there are believers who are dabbling in stuff we don't have any business, putting more faith in luck and superstition than we put in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not ask how many people in this sanctuary right now or watching believe in some sort of lucky charm that you have in your purse or in your wallet or in your glove compartment rabbit's feet lucky pennies lucky turtles still consulting horoscopes sprinkling stuff around people's house putting a piece of somebody's hair underneath the front steps I'm looking at my paper I ain't looking at nobody feeding that man who knows what throwing salt over your shoulders we won't walk under ladders we won't split poles we've got our lucky numbers we've got our lucky colors we wear our lucky draws I believe that I believe it was the soul prophet that soul prophet himself, Steveland Hardaway Judkins. Y'all know him as Stevie Wonder. He said it like this. Very superstitious. Writings on the wall. Very superstitious. Ladder's about to fall. 13-month-old baby broke the looking glass. Seven years of bad luck, the good things in your past but I've come to tell you I've got news for you today saints don't need luck 
Saints don't need curious arts or magic or sorcery or horoscopes or crystals or the stars to line up. The ancestors ain't doing nothing for you. If you've got Jesus, you have enough. I told you I wasn't going to be long. Let me go ahead and close and tell you if you're a saint, you are not lucky. You are as Jonathan McReynolds put it, you're loved. If you're one of his children, you are not fortunate. You are favored. If you belong to him, you're not on a winning streak. You are always victorious. When you know Jesus, you don't need a lucky rabbit's foot. When you know Jesus, you don't need a special crystal. When you know Jesus, you don't need any other formula. Because when you know Jesus, you have peace with God. When you know Jesus, you are justified by faith. When you know Jesus, you have access to his grace. When you know Jesus, you can rejoice in trouble. When you know Jesus, you have a heart fixer. When you know Jesus, you have a mind regulator. When you know Jesus, you have a wonderful counselor. When you know Jesus, you have the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. When you know Jesus, you have a Savior. When you know Jesus, you have a healer. When you know Jesus, you have a deliverer. When you know Jesus, you have a friend that sticks closer than any brother. When you know Jesus, you have a mother to the motherless. When you know Jesus, you have a father to the fatherless. When you know Jesus, you have direct access through prayer. When you know Jesus, you have a fire that will not be put out. When you know Jesus, you have a joy that the world didn't give you and the world can't take it away. When you know Jesus, you have the one who took our sins to the old rugged cross, died a sinner's death. Oh, but in three days, he got up with all power in his hands and because he's got all power when you know Jesus you've got access to the power all you have to do is make sure that you're plugged in to the power source in my bedroom at the house there is a lamp that operates off of a switch and I came in the other day 
and flipped the switch and nothing happened I didn't know what the problem was until I went over to the lamp and saw the lamp was fine the bulb was fine the cord was fine the prongs were fine the outlet was fine but the cord was not plugged in to the power source all I had to do was plug in to the source of power I went back over to the light switch flipped up the light switch and the light came on all I'm trying to tell you is maybe the last time you flicked the switch nothing came on maybe the last time you flipped the switch you remained in darkness but check the power cord check the light bulb ain't nothing wrong with the bulb ain't nothing wrong with the lamp ain't nothing wrong with the cord and it sure ain't nothing wrong with the power just make sure that you're plugged in make sure you're plugged in now I got a little angry because I did not remember unplugging the lamp I didn't disconnect the cord I didn't pull it out of the wall it just so happened that somebody else came along and pulled out the power cord maybe life has pulled out your power cord maybe somebody passing by has disconnected what you felt like you used to have but I've got good news breathe if you're still breathing if you're still moving if you're still alive you have another opportunity get reconnected get somebody texted right now text I'm reconnecting somebody put it in the chat I'm reconnecting it's not too late you haven't gone too far reconnect if if the saints if the saints I'm done if the saints the real church See, there is no shout in the seven sons of Sceva getting their tails whooped. That's not, the, that's not the shout. The shout is not about the ants. The shout is that the saints came and confessed and got rid of all the foolishness. That's the same. It, 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 that passage really, it's really not about the ain'ts, not for us. We're studying the church. It's that the saints came and confessed and got rid of the foolishness. 
and finally realize that it's not Jesus and. I don't need Jesus and this, not Jesus and that, not Jesus and this rabbit's foot, not Jesus and this crystal, not Jesus and the stars to line up, not Jesus and this drink, not Jesus and this smoke, not Jesus and this pit, not Jesus and I just need Jesus. connected then maybe that man who's got the evil spirit doesn't have to be so angry because I'm not going to mess with it I don't have time I, I wanted to be short today I'm not going to mess with it but my real question is why did the seven sons of Sceva have to come into town to deliver a man that could have been delivered by the believers who were already there? They're just wandering through town. What about the believers who are already in Ephesus? No wonder he was so angry. As for us, as for us, may we start behaving like the saints we are and put off. I'm not going to ask you to bring anything up here. I'm not going to ask you to embarrass none of that stuff. But when you go back out to your car, maybe on your way out of the building, there's a trash can by the door. Hug somebody real tight when you get out there with a mask on, of course. Hug them real tight. And while you're hugging them, just slip it out of your purse, slip it out of your wallet and put it in the trash can and keep on walking, all right? Millions, millions of dollars they spent on stuff that had no power when Jesus has already paid the price for the power that we do have. Do you get it? Do you get it? Then let the church say amen. I don't know about you. Come on, uh, Minister James Edder, whoever's doing, uh, whoever's doing the invitation. I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, I've been disappointed by the I've been disappointed by um, the claims that the church has made without the fruit that backs it up. It ought to trouble us when people remain bound when we have a deliverer. It ought to trouble us it sure should. It should trouble us when we claim Jesus to be one thing and then it looks like we don't have the power to follow through. But, but saints, we have to take some of that responsibility. It's not. It's not. You hear me. Hear me today. 
it is not always the enemy blocking your blessing. Because can I tell you something? The enemy cannot keep from me what God has intended for me. There is the evidence that, uh, that there was a, an angel fight that held up an angel for 21 days. But you know what? Eventually he had to get there. And he couldn't stop it. And sometimes it's us. Amen, 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 amen. Now is the time set aside for those that do not know the Savior, this Lord, that is talked about. It's the only person we really need in our lives because He is our Father, He is our Mother. And yes, we have the earthly parents, the earthly family, but we need a Savior. If you do not know this Christ, if you have not confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you have not confessed that you believe in your heart that he died on the cross, was buried, got up in three days, went to heaven to be with the Father, making intercessions for us, and planning our lifely home. Now is the time to do that. If there's anyone here that has not confessed Christ, and it is the best decision you can ever make in your life. We thought we made great decisions when we got married. Christ is better. Raise your hand. Someone will come to you, get information, and speak with you. Tomorrow is not promised. This afternoon is not promised. Don't wait. Even if you change your mind after you go out that door, let somebody know so that we can take your information. If you're watching online, type in the chat, send a message, and someone will get with you. The second call is if you are here, or if you're online and you know that God keeps telling you that Mount Calvary is where you should be. I know there are many pastors and preachers that, that preach. Our pastor teaches the word and is not afraid to tell us what we need to know. So if you know you should be here, same thing, raise your hand. Someone will come to you or type it in the chat.
So we are assuming that everyone here knows where they're supposed to be. And as you could hear Pastor say in his message, even when you are a saint, you're going to have problems. I've heard so many people say that once you join church, everything is going to be hunky-dory. No, it isn't. For one thing, when you belong, when you have accepted Christ, Satan is going to be on you more than white on rice because he wants you to change. He wants you to go back to your old ways. So everyone is okay in where you are. Let everyone say amen. We're getting ready for the benediction. I am going to read. Get my phone to act right. Hebrews 13, 20, 21. And before I read it, let me say this. Once we say the amens, please stay in your seats. The ushers will dismiss you by section. We are still supposed to be social distancing. So just relax, and they will dismiss you. Now, can you, and I'm going to have to ask you to sit back down. Will you stand for the reading for the benediction? Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Have a blessed week everyone and please be seated. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.